Welcome to Him for Her Radio, women's hot topics. Ladies, this show is for you. Find clarity, discernment, and discover who you are in Jesus Christ, all while exploring the hot topics of the day. She's an evangelist, founder, and president of Him for Her Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is. Your host, Suge Burry. What would happen if you say what you want to say? Hello, friends. How are you today? I have missed you since our last show, and I'm so thankful that you are on with us today. I have got an exciting guest. And how did I get to meet her? I had a friend, her name is Carrie, and she was in the same location that we were when we were RVing, and she came running up to me. She's a friend of mine. She goes, Suge, there's a woman you have got to meet. You've got to interview her. She's amazing. And her name is Melissa Wandell. Thank you so much for coming on, Melissa. Thank you for having me. It's a blessing to be here today. So thankful to have you with us. You guys, if I were to begin to even describe her story or what she has done, it would take me hours. Um, She has got a wonderful biography of all the great things that she has done uh, in and through the Lord, through tragedy. um, And she just really has got a story. So listen in, friends. I don't want you to go because this is something that applies to all of us. Let me just uh, touch on a few things that she has done. She is the president of the National Council of Safer Roads. Uh, She has set out to change highway safety and reduce the number of injuries and deaths caused by traffic collisions. She's an advocate. Melissa was instrumental in passing, get this, the Florida's Mark Wandel Traffic Safety Act. Now, that is no small feat. Way to go, Melissa, to even get anything passed. Uh, Communities to utilize red light safety cameras to help curb negligent behaviors and make streets safer and save lives. I got to tell you, I'm in Florida right now, and I see those cameras up there, and I'm on my bed behavior when I go through those intersections. In addition, Melissa is dedicated to facilitating support for children. This really moves my heart. Teens and young adults in grief. She is founder and president of the Mark Wendell Foundation. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Absolutely. Thank you. It's a 501c3 nonprofit. You guys look it up, find it. You can find her at Melissa at MelissaWandell.com if you wanted to uh, email her or her uh, website is Melissa Wandell. And I'll spell that for you guys. W-A-N-D-A-L-L advocate.com. She uh, has done so many things. She's got so many awards for all of her hard work. And I really want you guys to go on, find her, look her up, and thank you for joining us for this short time that we have together. Thank you for having me today. It's an honor and a blessing. And first of all, I could not do anything without God's grace. It is God that has brought me to where I am today and brought me through everything in my life. And Mm. when God sets something on your heart to do and puts tragedy in your life, he really takes it and propels you and brings people around to help you uh, in this life to do what needs to be done to help serve others. So I'm grateful uh, to God for where I am and that I can stand today. Amen. Amen. Now, um, all of these things that you have done has come out of tragedy. Could you just share with us a little bit at the beginning of the story? Absolutely. So my husband and I, uh, October 24th of 2003, we had been married a year and five days. 
We were nine months pregnant with our first child um, and really excited. I had just moved into a brand new home, really excited about our life. We both were into giving back and uh, just enjoying one another. And um, being nine months pregnant, I was finishing up my day at work and I was going to spend the rest of the time working out of my home. And uh, we were going to go out. My husband and I were going to go out for a quick bite to eat that night with my brother who was living with us at the time, uh, straight from upstate New York and wanted to come see if he wanted to stay here. He and my brother, he and my husband, my brother, Phil, and my husband, Mark, were really good friends. Um, And so we were all going to go out to get a bite to eat. And at the last minute, I just didn't feel good just because of the pregnancy. Um, And I told Mark, I said, listen, you and Phil go out to eat. And when you come back, um, we'll have plenty of time to spend together. And he said, but I love you, Melissa, and I'll miss you. And I said, I miss you too, silly, but I'll see you in a few hours. Um, and unfortunately, in a few hours later, um, I got that dreaded phone call that nobody wants to get, that there had been a crash a mile from our home. Um, and my brother was seriously injured and it didn't look like my husband was going to make it. Um, I remember everything about that night, what I was wearing, what my home looked like. And I jumped in my car and I just pleaded with God. I said, not now, God, please, God, don't take him, not now. And when I got to the scene, this piece came over to me that I can't explain that obviously was God's grace. Um, And when I entered that scene, there was just lights and sirens everywhere. Um, And the world just stopped. They were working on my husband. Um, My husband and brother were coming home for a quick bite from that quick bite to eat. My brother was the driver. My husband was the passenger. They were stopped at a red light. The left arrow turned green for them to proceed through the intersection. And that's when a motorist traveling anywhere from 48 to 51 miles an hour blew the light, uh, T-boned my brother's vehicle, and um, instantly taking my husband's life and seriously injuring my brother. Um, And so at the scene, even though my husband had already passed, I got to tell him that I loved him and I was so grateful for our life and that I would make sure that our, our baby would be a happy baby and that she would be born into love and light and that I would make sure she would know who he was in this lifetime and that I would not be a broken mommy. Two weeks later, our daughter, Madison Grace, was born. And when I held her in my arms, I promised her the same thing I promised my husband two weeks prior, that I would be there for her, that we would find a reason for what happened that night um, at that intersection, and that we would be okay in this life. We would move forward to serve others through our own tragedy, um, because I wanted to be an example to her. I wanted her to know that if anything ever happened in her life, that she could make it, that she could get up off of her feet and that she would make it and that she could move forward because we can all do that. You know, with God's grace, we can move forward um, and make change to not only help other people, but to serve ourselves um, so that we can make it, um, you know, each and every day. You know, you are a hero and I am so proud of what you have done. A young woman, a brand new infant, Um, Your husband has passed in a tragic accident and right away, God gave you peace and you had the attitude of we're going to make it through this and we're going to make it right and we're going to be light and life. I am so proud of you, Melissa. I, I just I can't imagine most women going through a situation like that would be able to just pick themselves up by the bootstraps and continue to carry on. Was there a life verse or scripture that spoke to you um, through this? 
Joshua one nine, be strong and courageous. Um, you know, from it, it's just such a, a great Bible verse. You know, it, it carries with me all the time. Be strong and courageous, because the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And so it helps me to know that I'm not alone. That there's a strength that I that I can't explain. Um, and so with God's grace, you know, and that verse that still today, when I I have days still today where I don't feel strong. It's sometimes where it's just something in life, and I and I have to remember that, and I just repeat it in my head um, because it helps me to to truly move forward, um, to remind myself that I am not alone. And if I have to be a good, if I can, if I can get off my feet, um, then I need to be that example that God wants me to be. I believe that he put me here to share love. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, my husband and I, there was no way that I was going to let that crash that night define us in a negative way because we loved each other, you know, without an unabandonment. It was an amazing love. Um, and there was no way I no longer had that physical love. So I needed to find a way through various causes to share our love with others, um, in order to be able to move through my most defining moments, because if we step into love, we can move through our most defining moments. And you know what you did is that you took your eyes off of yourself. You could have easily lived in a pity party, uh, been depressed, raised your daughter in an atmosphere as well as me. And, and why does this happen in the victim mentality? But instead, you rose up and you started the foundation. What came first? Did, was the act passed first uh, or was it the foundation that you started? So it was kind of simultaneously. I don't know what was wrong with me. I must have been really good hormones after I gave birth to my daughter because (laughs) here I have a newborn and a new home and I'm trying to navigate this life. And I start a foundation um, for kids in grief um, at the same time that I started researching ways to curb the behaviors of of red light running. So they kind of simultaneously started at the first, at the same time, the foundation came first. Um, it was truly about bringing people together, you know, some of Mark's friends and family, um, and to be able to help children in grief. My sister died when I was, um, 12, she was 14. My brother was seven and she, um, had cancer for five years and she taught me such strength. Um, and such beauty in this life. I couldn't imagine being a 10 year old finding out that you have cancer. And for the next five years, you're still the life of the party. Um, And she was incredible. And when she passed, I promised her that I would never give in to anything in this life. I would find a way to make it in this life because of her strength. But I also knew what it was like to be a child in grief. Um, and I knew the isolation. I knew the isolation from my brother. I knew the isolation for myself. I didn't want that for my daughter. Um, and I didn't want that for other kids. And so um, that's when the Mark Wandel Foundation was formed uh, pretty much, you know, within a few months um, to be able to help facilitate programs to move children, teens and young adults who've had a parent, sibling or guardian die. Today, what does that program look like? It's incredible. It's 18 years. Um, For the last seven years, we've had um, the first few years, my my biggest program was finding, um, was partnering with Comfort Zone Camp, which is the number one camp um, in the country, a grief camp in the country. And uh, so we bring together 62 kids 
over 80 volunteers um, in the state of Florida for one weekend a year um, to show these children that they're not alone, that they're not isolated, to teach them joy. Because we want, we don't want kids, as soon as kids are in grief, adults are the same way. They're angry. They're sad. um, They have all of these emotions and people think that you can't be happy and that you can't experience joy. I want these children to know, to look them in the eye and I can do it that weekend at that camp and tell them they can have joy. They will not be isolated, that we will move them through their moments and that we will be there together to navigate this life and this journey. And when they find out that their peers are going through the same thing that they're going through, they thrive in life. They don't just survive, they thrive. And so our biggest program is the camp. Um, We need a second one. We put kids, I have 17 kids on a wait list this year. And when you, when you have an organization and you tell them that you're not going to leave any kids behind, we don't have enough funding for that second camp. um, And we need that second camp so that we don't have to leave these children behind each year. Um, so we have the, the comfort zone camp. We have a scholarship program. We award $10,000 to five scholarship recipients this year. And then we also have um, equine therapy uh, once a month. So oh, it's, it's incredible. Yes. I love that. And I can see why you have a waiting list. You need a second location. If our friends want to donate or come alongside your organization, where again can they find you? So they can find me at Melissa at MelissaWandle.com. And if they want to find out more about the foundation itself, um, it's the Mark Foundation.org. Um, but if you reach out to me, Melissa at MelissaWandle.com, um, I'm always looking for partnerships here in the state of Florida to work alongside Comfort Zone Camp and myself uh, to be able to, to get this second camp. Uh, we need about $70,000. And that's not that bad for, you know, to, to be able to help 60 kids um, in grief. It's, it's pretty, it's a pretty incredible feeling. Um, and it works. It works. I love it. I just, I love that you're giving back. I'm sure your daughter, uh, Madison Grace, is seeing you just blossom in this area. Has she, how old is she today? So Madison is 18 today. Um, She's graduating from high school uh, June 4th uh, and going on to college in the fall. And um, yes, so it's, it's a pretty amazing. I can't believe how fast it's gone. Um, And she's been there with me. She was there with me while we were passing the bill up in Tallahassee for the Mark Wandel traffic safety act. Um, You know, and then she's been there alongside me at the foundation too. Uh, She enjoys it. She's a volunteer. She's a big, she was a camper herself at eight. And that's what gave me made, helped me make the decision to bring that camp to the state of Florida. I love it. I love it. Tell us a little bit about the Mark Wendell uh, Act. So the Mark Wendell Traffic Safety Act. So when this crash occurred and I found out that it was a red light runner, I wanted to start finding out, um, you know, how, how can we curb the behaviors? It's not about throwing somebody in jail. Unfortunately, this person had 10 points on her license and seven previous violations. Last offense was for running a red light and being ticketed for it. So this time she not only took a ticket, 
but she took a life. And when that happens, it's not good for the the victim or the violator. Um, And so it was about trying to find a way to curb those behaviors before they happen. So I just started researching. I started researching what can work, what doesn't work. And I started researching the red light safety cameras in the state of Florida. Um, I mean, around the country, what programs worked, how they worked, why they were working. Um, And once I knew that they were a way to curb the behaviors of red light running, um, I started uh, working with lawmakers, uh, policymakers, representatives, senators. Uh, For five years, I'd go to churches, Lions Club, um, anybody that would listen. I'd go back and forth to Tallahassee with Madison. Um, Truly, it'd take me five hours to go up there, five hours to come back. Um, Really staying in hotels sometimes two weeks at a time to work to pass this bill as an advocate. Um, And after five years of education and outreach, the Mark Wando Traffic Safety Act passed in the state of Florida, uh, March 13th, 2010. And then the bill, they try to repeal the bill every year from 2011 to 2021. Um, We give uh, $10 per ticket to 22 level one trauma centers in the state of Florida through the Mark Wando Traffic Safety Act. And we give $3 per ticket to the Miami Project to cure paralysis. Um, So, and it's, uh, you know, it's so it's doing really good things. It's preventing crashes. It's saving lives. And what people don't understand, yes, we want to save that one life. We want zero fatalities. We want zero serious injuries. Because these are not accidents. These are crashes that people are causing, causing out on our roadways. It takes Why would they want to repeal it? Mm-hmm. I, because it's, you know, it's a red light safety camera. If people don't want to be caught doing something wrong. It's um, keeping me accountable. Safety law, <laughs> you know, but you're breaking a safety law when you're doing that. And of course, you know, Florida. Yeah. So we live in a state where people are pedestrians and bicyclists. They're our most vulnerable road users. And so we need to protect them at our intersections. And these these um, red light safety cameras, it's, it's not just a red light safety cameras. It's a red light safety cameras. It's education. It's law enforcement. It's advocacy. It's engineering. It takes a combination of things at the end of the day that will save lives. And if we have tools at our resource sources, if we have tools at our reach in 2022, why are we not utilizing them? Yes. So they can prevent somebody else from losing their life. Now, if I remember correctly, isn't isn't uh, Governor DeSantis supporting this as well? He has, yeah. He, I mean, he hasn't said that he hasn't not supported it. So we have been okay up to this point right now. Yes, you know, like I think he's Senate. always trying to look for ways to keep Florida safer for pedestrians and um, the people in cars. Uh, I've heard him speak on that as well. So I would imagine mm-hmm. that he's all for this. Yeah. So, but it's been, um, we have, you know, our Senate has been really good at at keeping this bill at bay because it really does work. Mm -hmm. Can you tell me a little bit about when I was online, um, your website is fabulous. You're a wonderful uh, speaker. You're an advocate. You're a spokesperson. You do much more than what we've already even talked about. Can you just share a little bit about what in your advocacy work, you say there's five stages of ad- advocacy. What does that mean and what does that look like? Sure. So the five stages of advocacy is one of those things that I speak on. So I'll just give you just a couple of little pieces of it. Um, what most people don't understand is that adv- usually people become advocates because something has happened in their life. 
a lot of times, or sometimes you're just advocating for your family. Um, so advocacy is truly about um, having critical knowledge about what you're advocating on, but also having a compassionate heart. So you take those two things and it's a powerhouse. You have to authentically be yourself. You have to know what you're talking about when you're advocating for it. And that's what the five stages of advocacy is all about. It teaches you from one to five, how to move forward, how to step into that advocacy role, what you, what tools you need. Um, and, and truly it's that critical knowledge and that, that authentic heart. You know, a lot of times people think we need to be fancy. We need to be somebody else to do this type of a work, but it's not, you have to be you, you have to take what you're passionate about and turn it into your work, turn it into your life, move forward into it. And that's what the five stages of advocacy does. It teaches, you know, because I've been doing this for 18 years, I'm a hearts and flower girl. I never would have thought I would have ended up in Tallahassee, Florida, um, advocating. Um, but you know, and you're, you're put up against some pretty brutal people. I had some people uh, that some lawmakers that basically said, do you really think a red light safety camera is going to bring your husband back, you know, mm-hmm. or somebody that thought that I was just a little widow that was just there to cry and want, uh, you know, uh, this bill in my husband's memory, which I had a foundation for that. You know, this was truly about saving other people's lives. Um, so the advocacy component is, you know, when you authentically believe in yourself um, and in your mission, you know, again, God, God, and if God approves it, he will bring people around to help you on that mission and be able to truly serve others in order, um, you know, to save human lives. So friends, if there's a passion on your heart and it doesn't have to be traffic safety, um, they can go to your website. uh, They can contact you. You can work with them on the five stages of advocacy. What do they need to do? No sense reinventing the wheel, friends, when you're trying to get something passed or you're trying to make an impact in society on a passion, like she had said, that really touches your heart. They can reach out to Melissa and it can be uh, melissawandelladvocate.com. She's got an info site there. You can fill out your information, send it to her, and she would be more than happy to get back to you um, and talk about what it takes, these five stages of advocacy as she works with you. Um, Tell me a little bit about how can we be praying for you? What are some next steps that you're looking at? Thank you. Well, the next step is I really want to, um, you know, I've been speaking on and off for a long time, but I really want to speak much more. Um, You know, I I do speak in the insurance industry as well um, and rolling back into that a little bit, but I really want to get to the heart of people. I want people to know that they can take what they have in this life and they can do anything that they want to do, Um, that they can, you know, God is real. God is there and, and, and he is there to help us with our missions. Um, I want to be able to get that second camp for these kids because we need it, um, because our families need it and we need to serve them well. Um, But I want to be able to reach out to other people, uh, to serve other people through my speaking, to be able to share with them that there is not anything that you cannot do in this life, whether you are an organization um, or an individual, you know, to be able to share my why for what I do in this life um, and infuse it into other people's missions. Uh, to be able to work together to get through this life. Life is hard. It doesn't have to be a tragedy that brings us to where we are today. It can be a divorce. It can be simply people. Mental health is so rough right now, and people don't want to talk about mental health 
we need to talk about mental health and and God can help us through that each and every day. So I want to be there to to really propel people to step into love daily, to show them that love can move them through their most defining moments. And when we do that, you know, God will propel us and um, sustain us in our work in this life. Thank you. So we'll be praying for you on those efforts, uh, praying for your daughter who's graduating and moving on to a next phase and chapter of her life as well. Uh, you guys, I really want you to find Melissa, Melissa Wandell, advocate.com or go to him for her h-i-m the number for her.com we'll have a link there going directly to her site so that you can see this information as well and she's got a wonderful video um, on traffic safety for both pedestrians and uh, bicyclists and cars uh, heavy commercial uh, vehicles and so i just really encourage you to get on there just check it out. It'd be a great thing to not only play for your children, but you can play it at schools, at churches, et cetera. I just thought it was a great clip and a one, just wonderfully done, Melissa. Um, and I just thank God what he has done in and through your life from tragedy to triumph and the things that you're doing for not only Florida, but the whole United States, for children in grief. Friends, please find our friends and find us as, as well at himforher.org. My name is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out. Hey, ladies, this is Sugbury, and I'm the host of Him for Her Radio, Women's Hot Topics. I am so glad that you have found our show amongst the millions of podcasts that are out there. Thank you for listening. I hope you enjoyed it. If you did, would you please do me a favor? Like it, rate it, thumbs up. We're on YouTube as well, so don't forget to find us there. You can watch our guests also. Please subscribe so you don't miss a show. We also have started Him for Her Crazy Testimonies. And each of our guests that we have on the show shares their personal testimony, how they receive Christ in their life. This is Sugbury. You know I love you. Over and out.